Hi, this is Noortje. And oh, this is Elke. And we're from the Lightyear podcast. And we're trying to take you along our journey of building the most efficient solar electric vehicle, which is pretty exciting, actually. So we want to show you all the ins and outs, but also the stories that you haven't heard yet from the people that you haven't seen and they're not always in the picture. And we're bringing some of our friends, some of the industry people and some of the other tastemakers that actually influence this very exciting field. And we want to take you along. This is Reflections, the Lightyear podcast. So welcome everyone to a special edition of Reflections, the Lightyear podcast, because due to Corona crisis, we're doing these from our very own homes. So if you're hearing any surface noise or different sound quality than you're used to, that's completely correct because we're recording these from our cell phone headphones, but the Corona crisis will not stop us. We will continue this podcast. And we have a very special guest today from Switzerland, Raphael Dombjean who's truly an adventurer with, uh, in the solar uh, realm. So Raphael, perhaps you can briefly introduce yourself to our audience. Yeah, first of all, you know, you said that I am an adventurer. I am not sure. I, I think, I hope I am more an explorer because an adventurer is, is doing something for himself. You know, that's uh, not exactly what I am doing. I am explorer because I try to find new ways to use solar energy and how to promote this energy uh, and to spread the message of the power of solar energy in the world. So for me, this is more exploration. It's more the, the spirit of pioneer than just adventure. Very interesting already, and good to have you uh, on board. It's already episode five, by the way. Um, so uh, really interesting to uh, go a bit more into depth and get more vision on uh, on external people and people that explore, as you uh, as you just said. What we always do, Raphael, is that we do a, a quick fast 15, as we call it, which is 15 quick questions about uh, some general things, just to get to know each other a little bit and uh, have a fun beginning of the podcast. Um, so I think, Alka, do you, uh, do you want to do the Fast 15 today with Rafael? Let's, let's kick it off, uh, Rafael. Nice. If, if you're ready for it, then, uh, then, then we're ready for it. I am ready. What did you have for breakfast this morning? Nothing. I go to work without eating in the morning. Who is the biggest explorer for you? The biggest explorer uh, is uh, Amundsen, Ronald, Ronald Amundsen. The current show or series you're watching, if you're watching. I do not watch this type of things. I do not have time for this. <laughs> Cats or dogs? Cats. Land, sea or air? Air. The most inspiring person you've ever met? The Calypso, the boat of uh, the Captain uh, Jacques-Yves Cousteau. Ah. Uh, when going on a big adventure across the world, what do you always bring with you? Swiss cheese. The happiest moment in your life so far? Now, when we crossed the finish line with Planet Solar, when we were uh, back in Monaco. Solar car or solar plane? Solar plane. Favorite movie of all time? Contiki, uh, the Contiki expedition. The current book you're reading? At the moment, I am reading a book about a philosophy uh, in space. Right. If you could solve one mystery, what would it be? The mystery of the Easter Island. Sunny holiday location or cold holiday location? Cold holiday location. What is on the top of your bucket list? To go in the stratosphere with a solar aircraft. And your most played song or artist? Uh, Dyer Street. Thanks a lot. 
So, so that that at the very least creates uh, creates an interesting uh, picture. But uh, your your introduction raises many uh, interesting uh, questions. So, so how did you become a solar explorer? I mean, what 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 led to this to this to this decision or or the fact that it happened? I fall in love with solar energy. It, there is few things in my life who really uh, change myself. First of all, it was in 2001 with my brother, Alexis. We want, we had an internet company. We were doing web hosting of website and email. And we decided to change this company. And we put a big solar generator on the top of the roof of the house of uh, our parents. And we uh, were, our server was working only with this uh, source of energy. So it was, at that time in 2001, the first ever solar server. And this is, for me, my first experience with solar energy. That was in 2001. And in 2002, I was going in a, in a that was my first experience the, of, of sailing with a solar boat. And for me, it was a big shock. It was a really big thing because, you know, when you're on a solar boat, there is no noise, no vibration. So you are really just uh, on the boat with no noise and you move with just the power of the sun. And for me, this, it was a big thing, a really big thing in my life. And then in 2004, I went to Iceland. I have been there many times since 1993. And it was a big shock because one glacier on the Iceland, you know, it was in the south of Iceland, just disappeared in 11 years. So in 1993, it was a big glacier. And in 2004, it was just a leak. And for me, at that time, I realized that climate change is not just uh, some article that you can read on, on the newspaper. It's something is coming. But also, I knew that we have everything to change. We have the, the, we have the technologies. We have the power from the sun. You know, we have much more than enough with solar energy to change our planet. So that was, for me, the start of everything in 2004. I decided, okay, now I have to do something in order to promote the, the power of solar energy. I think it's really interesting to start with the most urgent thing and also important what is going on in the world today. And that's obviously the, the COVID, the corona crisis. Um, and I think what's really interesting, it, it, it has an effect on everyone and all of our lives. Um, so I want to zoom in a bit on how it affects your life, Rafael, at the moment and what it, what it means for you and your profession. I mean, I am explorer. So one of my job is I am a speaker also, you know, the goal is to use the adventure that I did and the one that I am doing, uh, Solar Stratos, to spread a message. And to spread this message, I am giving a speech every week between one to two speech. So of course now I cannot do this uh, speech anymore at all. So this is the biggest change for me, really a big change. I have to stay in Switzerland and uh, I cannot move really outside of Switzerland to give my speech. So this is the, the, the biggest things. Uh, the rest, we work a lot with the team to be ready to fly with the plane and to make the few uh, record and first already this year. So we have a huge task uh, on the desk to, to manage and it's even more difficult now with uh, this virus. We work with Germany, we work uh, with uh, Russia for the spacesuit. So it's make everything yeah. more difficult for us. But we, we, we are, are still going on and we, we still go 
uh, with the yeah. project. And so we we work uh, like uh, like before the, the the virus. Is the world going to change for the better because of this crisis? Will will actually transition to to sustainable energy? What do you think this this crisis will will do in this transition? This is uh, this is a very uh, good question. I hope I hope that this virus will change the way that we are thinking. Uh, I mean, in the last ten years, we were just we just want to make money. We are just thinking on a really short term. I hope that this virus will change uh, the spirit of the of the world. But if you read a little bit the media, when you follow a little bit now how the world is restarting, I am quite. I am not sure that we will change well, when you saw the, the company who just want to make uh, you know, to, uh, to, to make a maximum of profit before the end of the year. I am not sure that, that it will work, but I am, I am optimistic. And uh, I think that this, this uh, virus, this crisis can, can be the start of a new way of life on this planet. Perhaps this is also a good opportunity to dive into because your major project right now is Solar Stratus. Uh, p- perhaps we can discuss a little bit what that project is and, and how you use it to get attention for this, this important underlying uh, energy transition. Yeah, so Solar Stratus is, uh, is uh, my new project. Uh, actually, I still work also with, my Planet Solar, with the Planet Solar Foundation. We have also some projects, but... Now, my new adventure is solar stratos, and the goal, the main goal, uh, is to to go to the stratosphere with a solar aircraft. So it's to be the first ever to reach the stratosphere powered by the by the sun. And the goal, of course, of this project, it's uh, it's, it's a communication goal. Huh? It's to a platform of communication to demonstrate the, the the power of the sun, and that uh, if I can go to the stratosphere with solar energy, it's mean that everyone can use solar energy on the ground. It's much easier, you know? So that's really the, my new uh, big adventure. And uh, we work very hard to, to reach this, uh, this goal. And, and what are some of the key challenges that you're facing in, in doing it? Because of, of course, I mean, you have to fly higher than anybody's actually ever flown before. So you're, you're a true pioneer. So what, what, what kind of challenges are you running into when designing such a, such a plane? Well, there is some aircraft who went even higher than us, but that was not with an electric and solar aircraft. So that will be the highest ever uh, flight uh, with a pilot, with a solar aircraft, and with an electric aircraft. Uh, so we have, uh, I mean, there is many challenges uh, with this project. For example, we are so high that I have to wear a spacesuit. Uh, and for this, we need to have a very light, you know, the weight is the challenge. So we need to have a very, very light spacesuit that is using a minimum of energy. We have just 20 to 25 watts that we can use from the plane. Of course, we do not have that much power also coming from the plane. We need the power for the for the propeller to fly. Right. So yeah. this is an example that this is a really big challenge. This is for the pilot, for the life support of the pilot. And uh, we have also the challenge of the battery. We need to have a very efficient uh, battery. Uh, otherwise, uh, we will not have enough uh, power to fly. So right. we need to have the best technologies. We need the one that we, uh, with the highest density of energy. And also, this battery will work without pressure. It will be very, very cold, minus 60, minus 70 degrees. 
So this is a big challenge. And this is really interesting. Uh, and we have like these mini, mini challenges in the project. A human dream. Powered by solar energy. To the edge of space. I, I can I cannot imagine how you come up with such an idea to start such an amazing solution. Is it something that you bump into or how did you come to this idea? This idea came when I was crossing the Pacific with my solar boat. I was between the Galapagos Island and the Marquesas Island. That was for me one of the most beautiful sailing that I never did in my life. It was 6,000 kilometers. We crossed that part in 25 days with the boat. Uh, the weather was really beautiful for those 25 days. We didn't see any sign of life, any boat, anyone, nothing for 25 days. And uh, I, uh, my shift was in the night from 9 p.m. to uh, midnight. So I was alone on the boat during this shift. I was writing the blog outside of the boat. Everyone was sleeping on the boat. And then you have the Milky Way, you know, and this is you, you feeling that for me, I was really flying in a space suit, in a, in a space shuttle, you know. Uh, and at that time, I was thinking, okay, well, if you can go until the end with Planet Solar, you will be the first uh, to go around the world powered by solar energy. Okay, nice. But what you can do more ambitious after this project? And at that time, I saw, uh, why not trying to reach, you know, to go as much, as the closest as possible of the star, to try to see the curve of the planet, to go to the stratosphere, to make the, the Icar flight, the dream of Icar. Uh, but today, and without burning my wings, that was how this idea came. Because uh, what it raises an interesting question, because of course, the idea to be at the ocean uh, by yourself with an experimental boat or to be flying with an experimental spacesuit uh, in the in the stratosphere. Of course, these projects are not without risk. It's all quite dangerous as well, I can imagine. Of course, you know, but don't forget that life is very dangerous. We will all dead and uh, uh, what we don't know is when. And of course, if you do something, this what you want to do is an adventure and there is no risk, it's not an adventure anymore. Of course, the goal is not to, to take too much risk and the goal is not to take risk the goal is to do something as safest as possible but at the end it's still an adventure and there is risk of course but this is uh this is what i like i like to do some difficult stuff and i like when there is a little bit of risk otherwise i think for me life is boring what were some of the most dangerous situations you experienced I mean, with solar energy and with a solar vehicle, I think it's uh, the, the most difficult and the most dangerous things I did. It was with Planet Solar when we have to cross the Gulf of Aden with the boat when there, uh, where there is at that time 3,000 parrots. So we had to cross this part with uh, six soldiers on board uh, with gun. And uh, that was uh, 20 days of, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 20 days with a lot of stress, of course, because we were just uh, sailing between the pirate boats. Oh, that's ooh, creepy. But nothing happened? No, nothing happened. We were lucky because we really see two pirate boats. They, were, they came very, very close of us, but they saw that we were uh, ready to protect ourselves and they didn't try to do anything. So we were very lucky. Do you, do you think you need that thrill? I don't need 
But of course, uh, when you do something that is difficult, you know, the feeling after, it's much stronger than if you do just easy things for me. Well, you're not just an adventurer that does stuff for himself, as we discussed during the introduction. So, so what is the message you want to send to the world when you're doing these kind of things? So when we do this type of project, we want to spread the message that uh, we can change. We have more than enough renewable energies to stop, to burn. these 300 tons of, uh, of fuel uh, every second because the sun is giving more than this and it's free. It's free of charge. And uh, that we can make a business with these uh, new technologies, with the clean tech and with solar energy. This is really the message that we want to send. But also we want to send a message to the young generation that even tomorrow when we will use solar energy or renewable energy, it will still be possible to have dreams and to take, to go, to, to take a plane and to drive a car uh, is not uh, something that is uh, dangerous for the planet. We can use the technologies uh, to protect uh, our planet. Today, we are using the technologies to to do something really bad against our planet. And this is what I want to, to show, that we can use the technology not to destroy our planet, but to protect it. So, so why is it taking us so long to acknowledge the thing you're fighting for? You know, this is a... <laughs> I will tell you a, a very nice story. Before I, I went around the world with Planet Solar, I was uh, getting uh, email from many people every day, almost every day. And uh, these people, was it was a sailor, it was, it was a engineer uh, who was telling me, Rafael, what do you want to do with your boat? It's impossible. You are crazy. You will kill your colleague, the other crew member, and you will go to jail. You are completely crazy. You go with a solar boat of 80 tons with only 20 kilowatts of power. It's the power of, a, of one scooter. So after the first storm, you will never go through. Uh, and the thing is very funny because after the tour, uh, we were getting so many messages from people who say, but Rafael, of course it was possible to go around the world with a solar boat. Why you spend so much money and so much time to do it? You know? <laughs> so I think it's always a problem. You need the people, the, the, the world needs need to, if you want to change something, you have to demonstrate that it's possible to change. And it's exactly why we do this type of project. It also reminds me a bit of, uh, of course, our our company Lightyear, because I think in a way we're we're trying to do exactly the same, proving that something uh, like driving a car using the power of the sun is possible. So I can hundred percent understand uh, your vision and what you're trying to fight all those people that are telling you uh, that it's not possible. Um, so what, what triggered me also was. Uh, to kind of read that you did a did a, a solar challenge, uh, what also our um, uh, the people that uh, created our company did. Um, so I, I thought I was really interested in in that story, how you uh, came up with the idea to um, to create to drive around with a solar taxi. So the, the solar taxi it was a very nice adventure for me. It's not my project; it's a project of a teacher. Uh, who is living, uh, Louis Palmer, that is living in uh, in the German part of Switzerland. Actually, it's very strange because all of this project came from, uh, let's say, Europe. 
I mean, even your company, you are in Europe, and uh, Solar Impulse, Planet Solar, Solar Taxi, we are all very close, actually, in Europe. Uh, and this is, uh, I mean, this is very, very, uh, very strange. And uh, so Louis Palmer went around the world. So uh, we were inter, uh, we discussed together by mail. And uh, one day, see si Raphael, we crossed the United States. I was supposed to go there to try to find a sponsor. And then we decided to do uh, this trip together, this, this part of the trip together. For me, it was very uh, interesting things because I never had a chance to go in a solar car, in a solar boat at that time in 2007. So I did a big part of this trip between uh, Toronto, Washington, New York with Louis Palmer. And it was a very nice adventure. And what I remember now, you know, also, this is a good thing. How the world is changing really fast. At that time, it was impossible in 2007 to buy an electric car. And it was impossible to buy a solar car. And today, every brand is selling an electric car, almost. And at that time, in 2007, it was just impossible to charge the car. You have to go in the bar, you have to go to the policeman, to the fireman, uh, uh, to the fire service if you want to charge your car. It was impossible. So in 10 years, everything's changed. It's changing very fast. We have to see that is sometimes we ask why we are not changing, but at the end, we change quite fast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was w wondering the, the taxi. So you had people coming into your taxi along the whole route or how did that work? Yeah, that was with Palmer who was taking some passengers. He, he had really he had on board, like as an example, Ban Ki-moon, the general secretary of the UN, who went oh. on board in New York. Wow. As an example. So that was really nice, his idea to have a taxi and he's taking some very important people on board. No, it was a very nice story and he did uh, a big thing, actually. It was more than 10 years ago. That's, uh, it was not only on solar, right? it was solar and also you have to charge sometimes the, 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 the car. Uh, but it was an electric car and solar and solar car, and this is a, it was a very nice adventure to to cross for me. I need to stay with this car. Um, I thought it was actually a nice idea to answer some questions from the audience because um, this is actually the first time that we uh, we asked our uh, community on Instagram. Um, if they have some questions for you, Raphael. And they did actually send in some interesting questions. So um, if you are ready, I'd like to uh, to ask some questions that the public asks for you. Yes, it would be a pleasure. Perfect. Okay. Uh, the first question, I don't actually know who it is from, but um, hopefully he, he or she is listening, so she will know the answer. Uh, Raphael, what did you study and at which university? I study, I am a mechanic engineer of, uh, in Neuchâtel, in Switzerland. That's one of my, uh, of my study. And uh, I, uh, I am also paramedic. Ah, okay. Um, second question. When will you think commercial solar flying will be a thing? I think it will never be the case, really, in, in a commercial aircraft. Uh, the commercial aircraft will be electric and uh, uh, also working with hydrogen. But uh, solar aircraft will be maybe for for private use, for the training of the of the of the pilots, or small aircraft. But uh, when you have a big aircraft, uh, even you have a, a very efficient sales, 
uh, is not enough to fly with a solar aircraft. Okay, uh, those were the questions. Thanks very much for the people for uh, sending the questions in. If you still have some questions to Rafael after this podcast, please send them in via our socials or reach out to us by sending an email to podcast at lighter.one. With what result, um, also looking at your legacy, would you really be sort of satisfied or, or, or proud when, you, when you're sort of also looking back at, at all the adventures that you've done? Uh, for me, the legacy of, of Planet Solar, it's even more than enough for me. You know, we are the first who went around the world with, uh, with solar energy. We were the first to cross the Red Sea, the Mediterranean Sea, in Genocéon. Uh, we did the longest drive ever with a solar and electric uh, boat, but even car or plane, we did 60,000 kilometers only powered by the sun. We have already so many firsts in this uh, field of, of solar adventure. For me, this is more than enough. You know, we have, you know, I have much, much, the legacy for me, it's, it's done. Now I just want to do new adventure. I want to continue to promote, you know, to protect our climate and way to to do to promote solar energy. Uh, this energy is the cheapest one, it's the safest one, and uh, every solar panel that uh, we will put and we will uh, put on a solar roof will protect a little bit more uh, this planet, and this is really my goal at the moment. So, because you, you've seen probably more than the planet than most of us, you've, you've flown, sailed, and driven more experimental solar vehicles than most of us, done more experimental uh, uh, things than, than most of us. For our listeners, what, what, if you were to give them an advice, also based on the things that you've seen and that you've learned, what would that uh, advice be? Uh, this is difficult <laughs> because there are so many things I want to say, but uh, yeah, what I would like to say, it's uh, to do, to go with a plane, to go with a car, to go with a boat, uh, it's nice. But when you are doing this powered by the sun with no noise, with no vibration, with no CO2, it's, it's so cool. It's much better. And I hope that one day the world will be just uh, moving with this type of technology and this energy. That will see the light, as you were saying. <laughs> I hope so. Good metaphor. Um, Raphael, I'm really interested too, um, if you could give one advice to specifically our founders with all your experience of your work in the solar world, so to say, what would you say to them? What would you tell them to, to think of? I don't, I, I don't think so. I can give an advice to the founder of your company because your company is, is what you are doing, it's crazy. And uh, what I like with your company and your vision, it's you try to make something that is a dream, to make a business of a dream. And this is something that uh, I never did. You know, for me, I am just trying to make uh, a dream uh, possible. And what you try to do, you want to change dream in a, in a business. The business is good for a better business that is protecting the planet, that is good for the people. And so I think I have no advice to give to you, founder. They don't need me for this. Uh, maybe what I would like, it's maybe just uh, my advice is please come to see the plane, 
please come to the home base of Solar Stratos and we can have a drink together just next to the plane and we can uh, exchange our experience. I think this is more my advice. The, the is this also an invite for Auke and myself? Because now I, I want to be included in this invite. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Yes, a podcast trip. <laughs> For the next episode, please let us know if there's anyone that you like us to have on the podcast and what we should talk about. So please let us know. See you to everyone and good luck uh, to everyone and take care. Bye-bye. Yes. Bye.